I want to welcome you to the Alan Smith podcast from Liberty Baptist Church, Chelsea, Alabama. Uh, we've had a recent spike in a lot of COVID-19 and now a new strand of COVID-19 has come along. Uh, so we all need to be in prayer and we all need to be thinking about what God has in store for us for the new year. This being the first Sunday in 2021. I want to welcome you in and I hope that you get something out of this podcast. But uh, my heart's heavy for the ones that have lost loved ones uh, in this COVID uh, world that we live in now. It's not just in the United States, but it's all over the world. And we all think somewhere down the line, God's telling us something that we're, we need to get our priorities in order. I agree with that. We also need to make sure that we're loving God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind, and that we're hunger and thirsting for his word, because that's what today's lesson is going to be about. It's uh, it's about watching Jesus grow up and uh, watching Jesus mature into the person he needed to be, but all along being God, and that's what's going to be amazing about today's lesson. So, uh, as we get into this, we hope that we our eyes are open to what God has uh, to tell us and that we have boldness of speech to, to speak it when the time comes and that we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and that we share that with our community as we're out and about. So let's join uh, our hearts and let's pray together real quick and we'll get started in today's lesson. Dear Lord in heaven, thank you for this day and Lord, what an amazing day you've given us. Lord, in 2021, you start the year out for us with sunshine. Lord, you give us that hope that there's always there in you. And Lord, because of you, we can lay all of our cares and our concerns, Lord, of hope and what the future holds through COVID and, and the structure and loss of jobs. And, and Lord, a transition in presidency, Lord, we just have so many things out there, Lord, that we're unsure of. But Lord, we do know who is sure. And we do know who is faithful. And we do know that, Lord, you hold all things in perfect sequence. So, Lord, as we get into this week and we get into this lesson, Lord, help us to reveal what you have in store for us. Lord, help us to glorify you with what we say and what we do. Lord, how we act and where we go. Lord, help us to just smile. Lord, even though the it seems like the burdens of the world are on our shoulders, Lord, you've taken those burdens from us. You've taken all the desires. Lord, help us to live in your word that we see you, Lord, as, as you want us to see you. Help us to glorify you, Lord, as we take each walk of faith and each step along the way. Lord, that you would get all the praise and honor and that, Lord, you would be faithful. Lord, we do pray for the ones that have been uh, lost loved ones. And, Lord, we do pray for our uh, pastors, Lord, as they're still, still continuing to preach the word. And our Sunday school teachers, Lord, as they continue to diligently study, Lord, your word and, and Lord, to lead people to Christ. So, Lord, help us as we get ready to do this. Lord, help us to glorify you through it. And, Lord, be with our pastors and our teachers and, Lord, the, our health care workers and, Lord, the people that are delivering our food. Lord, there's so many out there that we want to give uh, thanks to. But, Lord, we give you the praise that you've kept them. So, Lord, help us today to glorify you. And Lord, help us today to honor you with what we say and do. For it is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. So this week's lesson is going to be called Matured. And we're going to talk about how God, uh, through through our, his son, Jesus Christ, uh, showed us the value of obeying God's word. Even as a boy, Jesus did this. 
So my question is going to be to each one of us today as we go through this lesson. How are we doing in obeying God's word? And it shows up through what Christ did even as a young boy. Uh, he perfectly revealed the, uh, the will of God, taking upon himself the, the human nature with its demands and its necessities. And he identified himself completely with mankind, yet without sin. That's Philippians 2, 5 to 11. And we know that Jesus grew, and we're going to read today's lesson and talk about that. But he was also full of godly wisdom, as it says, God's grace was upon him as he was growing up. So let's just get into today's word, and let's read what he, what the Bible says for us. We're actually in uh, Luke chapter 2. We're going to be reading verses 39 through 47, and then, as I always try to say and do, we're going to do our best to take it apart and reveal what God's shown us through this as we've studied it. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover, verse 41. And when he was 12 years old, not 13, this is so we're, we're getting ready for a 12-year-old. Uh, it's He's close, but he's not to the bar mitzvah stage of his life, uh, what they would call him an adult, so he's still a child. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem, according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy, Jesus, lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went about a day's journey and sought after him, or sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, seeking him. Now so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. First of all, let's, let's think about the times back then. They all traveled with families and groups and acquaintances because of the people or the, 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 the unruly people that would attack them and steal from them. So they traveled in groups like they did back in the Old West a long time ago. So that they had better protection. And what we uh, what we know about this is um, Jesus, as he was sitting, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, he's sitting in the middle of the teachers and both listening and asking questions. So let's talk about what Jesus was doing. The, the Passover festival, uh, it recognized God's deliverance of Israel from Egypt. It also symbolized the substitutionary atonement for the firstborn of each household. So it's perfect for Jesus because he's the firstborn of Joseph and Mary's household, even though he wasn't truly Joseph's son, more like a stepson or a, um, he was God's son. That's just the easiest way to put it. Uh, and we know that the Passover meal focused on multiple elements, but the centerpiece was always the lamb and the lamb was sacrificed the first Passover as a substitute, as a substitutionary atonement for the firstborn. And we all know that Jesus was called the Lamb of God, whose death provided a substitutionary atonement for our salvation. That's John 1.29. And we also know that Jesus was 12 years old. And like I said a while ago, it's not, he's not considered a man yet. He's still considered a boy or a child. And here we find out that as we go through this in verses uh, 41 through 44, uh, 
His staying behind in Jerusalem was not an act of dis disobedience, but reflected the, the natural act of a child whose attention was captured by the teachers he met at the temple. And let's be honest, he already knew what he was going to do. He already was God's child. He already knew the perfect thing that was going to happen to the world. He already knew what was going on in the world, but he needed to sit and listen to these leaders, these, these head people as they talked about it. And we need to know that it's important uh, to sit and listen to that because it's called what we call human development. And as it says, uh, Jesus was still a child. And he was sitting among them. Now, there is a note here that we want to talk about. Not only was Jesus uh, both virgin-conceived son of God, he was also the adoptive son of Jesus, but he was fully engaged in serious conversation with the learned elders. All those who heard him astounded at, or were astounded at his understanding and his answers. Jesus was right where he was supposed to be. He was sitting among them. Usually a rabbi sat while the listeners stood. And for a child to sit with the teachers, that would have been very unusual. Jesus was listening to them. He demonstrated his respect toward them as men and as elders and as teachers of the law. He was asking them questions not interrogating them, but making sure that they understood. And that's when he would ask the question to make sure they understood. He grew like any human child. Yet even as a child, he displayed knowledge of the divine. His mother spoke to him first. She asked him uh, in just a few seconds. We'll find out about that. Let's read verses 48 through 50. So when they saw him, they were amazed. This is Mary and Joseph. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to him. And realized that she had just mentioned, Your father and I have sought you anxiously. And then Jesus turns around and lets her know, not being disrespectful, but I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing my father's business. And we find that a lot of times he would, Jesus always, or it seems like he does, always answers a question with a question. And this sometimes kind of sets the tone for what we're looking for. And here we see that Jesus is placing his spiritual role as a higher, in a higher priority than his earthly relationship. His father is his highest concern. More than the worries of his adoptive or earthly father is his father's business. That's what he's supposed to be about doing. So we find out here that his mother spoke to him asking him why they had treated them in this way. And Jesus was not, he didn't need discipline. He had not done anything wrong. It was the adult's responsibility to ensure their child was with them when they left the city. So he's not placing blame on them. But any mother who has experienced fear normally responds like this. We're scared, even as parents, mother or father, we're scared that we've lost our child. Like any worried mother, Mary's statement was anxiously searching and focusing more on the anxiety than the process of looking for Jesus. There's three days of not knowing what had happened to him. Caused her to fear for his safety. She was more concerned with what had happened to Jesus and why how he had been left behind, why she didn't check on him herself. And notice that 
Jesus didn't apologize for doing something wrong because he really hadn't done anything wrong. He had not sinned. He generally wondered why they found it difficult to locate him because when they couldn't find him, they should have known exactly where he would be. He tells them, I'm, I'm God's son. When Mary referred to your father and I, Jesus posed his question in a way that corrected her without being uh, mean or insolent. Jesus understood his true nature. He understood who he was. He understood why he was here. Jesus understood uh, not only who he was and why he was here, but he also understood who his father was. He believed it was natural for him to be in his father's house and going about his father's business. Sometimes we also experience worry and confusion. Jesus can be trusted to answer our anxious questions like COVID-19. What's going to happen in the next year? What's going to happen next month? And Jesus doesn't, doesn't get on to us, but patiently takes us to his word. He shows us the answer through the guidance of the Spirit. We should never hesitate to ask Jesus about anything, whatever issues we, we may have experienced in life. And we need to ask them in a true, caring concern to make sure we glorify God. And with love and respect and understanding, he'll answer our questions. Verses 50 and 51, or 51 and 52 say this. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. So here we find a little bit more about Jesus. He's there. He's been through all the things with uh, the, the master teachers. And he sat with them and listened to them. And then he turns around and he was obedient to his uh, earthly father and his earthly mother, Mary and Joseph. Although he understood his divine nature, he was also faithful to his human nature. Scripture commands children to honor their parents, which means you obey them when they tell you to do something. That's Exodus 20, 12. And then again, I go back to what Hebrews 4, 15 says, Jesus never sinned. And more than that, he went beyond the expectations of the law because of his love and for his heavenly father and his earthly parents. He never shied away from what he was supposed to be doing. And he was always talking to his mother and father about being in his father's house. He knew what he was sent here to do. He knew how long he was going to be here. He knew when that cup came, that cup was for him. So as we struggle in this world, and as we go through these experiences, of loss of loved ones or aunts or uncles or cousins through COVID or any other disease, whether it be cancer or any disease of this world, we need to look to Jesus Christ for all of our answers. He's taken the weight of this world. He understands what his father wanted him to do. He's gone back now to prepare a place for us. And he tells us, where I go, you can go also. But you're going to have to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And you have to make him the Lord of your life. Nothing else will work. There's no one time, one and done, that doesn't work. So people that have been uh, saved when you were young or older and you've done it one time, you've asked, us, asked God into your heart and all of a sudden you, you didn't, you haven't lived for him, um, maybe you don't have fire insurance. That's what they used to call it when I was young. So 
Think about that as this week goes on, how God knew his son from an early age. And Jesus knew who his father was from the time he was born. And we need to be serving that Jesus that was the son of man and also the son of God. He came and lived an earthly life with no sin. He showed us the model that it takes to get to where we're going. He lived a life that we can model here on this earth. But we have to make him the Lord of our life. We cannot do it any other way. We cannot live for ourselves three days a week and him four. We can't live for ourselves six days a week and him one. He has to be the Lord of our life seven days a week. So I'm going to go back to my question originally that I asked you for the start. How are you doing in obeying God's word? Know that I love you in the Christ. Know that I love you with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I hope to see you and hear from you this week. And I hope that within the next week or two, we'll be starting off with our 2021 Sunday school class back at Liberty Baptist Church. Be praying for you. Thank you for listening. I love you in the Lord.